You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. You know, I've just moved to a new house and my podcasting studio isn't quite set up yet. So you may hear the odd car drive by or my cat meow or something like that. This episode is part of the series about managing coaching clients. Been talking about this for some weeks. Find the show notes for this particular episode at prosperouscoach.com slash 98 and the whole series at prosperouscoach.com slash manage. Now, this subject hasn't been talked about much in the coaching world. In fact, I think it should be talked about more because it's a real thing. I decided to be brave and broach the subject with you because I know as a newish coach, you'll appreciate the straight talk. What I've discovered having conversations with therapists, lawyers, and other coaches is that all professionals that serve people in a fairly intimate way, especially one-to-one, are likely to have difficulty with some clients. And I'm talking about the kind of difficulty that can ruin your day or raise dread for future conversations if you let it. I've had my share of upsetting coaching sessions and coaching relationships over 20 years as a coach. I've flubbed up so many times, was inarticulate and clotty in my attempt to clear the air with a client. Some situations have resulted in significantly improved, even excellent relationships, and some have ended the coaching relationship altogether. You might be surprised that sometimes the best thing to do is part ways, hopefully respectfully. Over time, as I've enrolled clients into longer-term programs, you know, my VIP, higher-ticket programs, there's been an increasing need to attract clients who are the right fit for me. I put a fair amount of energy into assessing that, and I make some errors in judgment. What I mean is that I thought that I'm a good fit for them and they're a good fit for me, but I was wrong. This is a delicate balance because coaching or mentoring or consulting is an honored role and trust must go both ways for it to work well. In the past, some of my clients have put me on a pedestal, not something I want or encourage, Perhaps it's because I have a podcast and speak authoritatively or because I have decades of experience and I'm helping coaches to launch their business. There can be a perceived power differential. I did an episode about this, which you can find at prosperouscoach.com slash 89. I prefer a collaborative relationship. I'm sure you do too. More and more, I verbally encourage my clients to self-advocate, and to give feedback throughout our coaching relationship. And I've said this before to you, I'm a highly sensitive person. So if I let it, a difficult client relationship can literally make me sick. My body is a sensitive instrument that alerts me quickly if energy is off. 
So true to my teacher archetype, I've been studying this challenge and creating a process for myself. I hope sharing it with you will be helpful to you or that it sparks your own creation of a process that you can rely on for difficult situations. So the first thing I want to say really about this, all this before has been kind of the intro, is that it is best not to think of any human being as difficult. That or any label will bias your experience with the individual and inadvertently give you permission to turn off your self-awareness. Every coach knows this. It takes two to tango. There are two personalities in the room and each brings their communication weaknesses and strengths and crystallized beliefs, which are unhelpful. Every coach knows this too. The only person you can change is yourself. So that's your locus of control, always. As soon as you realize that something is off between you and your client, reflect on your own beliefs and behaviors first. What is your part in the difficulty? So I've come up with four steps to get a more clean perspective about your coaching relationship so that you can perhaps have a conversation with your client if it's needed. So the first thing is to separate facts from interpretation. This is a tried and true coaching technique. If you haven't tried it before on yourself, I highly recommend it. And then you're going to want to use it with your clients, any kind of client. Jot down what has really happened what was actually said and done by both of you. Separately, write down your interpretation of that, your feelings, and what the voice inside your head tells you is so. Look at this dispassionately and realize how far your interpretation goes to escalating the drama. Number two, release your ego, release your attachment. It's likely that whatever is going on is not directly about you. So release beliefs like, they don't respect me. They don't like me. Number three, raise compassion for both you and your client without assigning any kind of a story to it. So realize that your client has many things going on in their life could affect coaching sessions and realize that you too bring baggage to the table, even if unintentionally. And number four is think through your next step. Now there's a few different things you can do when energy is awry with coaching clients, including doing nothing, saying nothing. With some of my clients, time is the healer. We get to know each other. We recognize and respect our diversity and find common ground without any kind of intervention. It's just a matter of learning each other's ways and making micro adjustments in the way that we both present ourselves and articulate things. That's not being inauthentic. That is meeting your client where they are. But sometimes intervention is needed. Could it be very light? Yes. For example, with one client, I realized I wasn't receiving feedback from her and she wasn't celebrating her wins. There was this sense of dampened experience. So I simply 
encouraged her to celebrate her wins and share her feelings. Soon, feelings of all sorts rolled out and the log jam was broken. She was real with me and took excellent care of herself. The energy shifted beautifully. It's important to remember that your clients are all highly intelligent people. Each individual is differently skilled. You and they may be compatible through difference rather than similarity. It could be that a more earnest discussion is needed. You can invite your client to a conversation outside of a session. Be direct while also owning your part. It's it's not easy, but you can do it. It could sound something like this. Hey, I've noticed this, and I also noticed it's affecting me this way. I'm wondering if you've noticed anything and if it's affecting you too. There's my cat Freya chiming in. That will get the discussion going. You may be amazed at what comes out. Encourage honesty. Share your truth without blame. If it feels possible, work towards specific agreements and encourage creative options. For example, an option would be to take a short hiatus in the work for an agreed amount of time. And both of you consider if the relationship and program is a good fit. If you come back together, make sure new agreements are in place that allow for honest feedback and healthy interaction. If you decide to end the professional relationship, negotiate a partial refund. I know this sounds hard to do, but as with all relationships, allowing dysfunction to go unspoken only causes more heartache. I choose to believe that difficulties with clients are a wake-up call for me. I clearly needed the nudge for some reason. Most often it's about that I gave away my power in some way. That may sound funny, but when we give away our power, it causes all sorts of upsets. And I'm not talking about power in the sense of lording it over someone, but rather personal power in the sense of maintaining self-respect, integrity, and self-love. A big life lesson for me is learning to stand fully in my power rather than second-guessing my intuition or letting my desire to help others become a power leak. I really believe I'm not alone in this life lesson. I think that most coaches are heart-full helpers and often overgivers. I really hope that this helps you in some way with your clients. We are all creative, resourceful, and whole, even within a challenging relationship situation. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.